ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, and with me today is a, a different group of people than you've seen before. <laughs> well, there's one of my uh, <laughs> my man, Honey Grand, just Mike, just popped in. What's up, brother? It's so good to see everybody. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice little uh, interesting panel today. Uh, Isha's supposed to be coming in. I talked to her earlier, but anyway. Um, Today we got a great show. Uh, we're going to do it a little different. Uh, we just got a couple of topics we're going to talk about, get everybody's opinion on some stuff, and hopefully have some really good conversations. All of you are pretty, you know, uh, dope conversationalists. I always enjoy talking to all of you. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into it and see what see what kind of uh, 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 bridges we can break down today and, 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 and <laughs> the walls we can break down and, and things we can fix, wrongs we can right, and all of that. With that being said, um, start with... Uh, Two of my best, two of my best friends, two people that I really uh, appreciate, look up to, and love a lot. Um, starting with the one and only Boss Lady. How you doing? I don't know why my voice cracked when I say his name, Boss Lady. Hey, <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank y'all for having me. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much for uh, for showing up. How's the fiance? Where's he at? He's doing great, and he wants to see if you can have him on a show where it's just men one day. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Next good. week. Next week, let's do it. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can do a men's forum. We gotta see if we can get Ra uh, Rakeem to come back. And uh, we, we can do it. Yeah. And speaking of him, uh, the incomparable one five one straight no chaser, the host of At the Bar Radio, my brother, Rakeem one five one Bell. What's up, brother? Chilling, 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 man. We had a lot of fun yesterday. You gotta check out the rest of the interview. Um, the young man went a little too deep in a subject that he wasn't ready for. I feel like he got he has the seeds of some good knowledge though. So the guy, the, the guest that they had on, he was a uh, he's he says he's more of a spiritual rapper, uh, and he's a rap artist, and he was talking about religion and um, some things. And I heard some things. That's why I told him just keep uh, you know uh, seeking knowledge, you know, because that's he's a good young man. Um, yeah, but but you, you know you can tell he's young and he's still got a lot to learn and yeah, go yeah, through yeah. in life. We had a conversation about Tupac. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and I know you're a, a Pac aficionado. I mean, it's one thing you you can't really have a hip hop conversation with me if, if I got toys older than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> little tough, little tough. You're right, yeah, little tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, explain to me was like you have an opinion, and I respect that, but I've lived through it. So let me tell right, yeah. you the, the real versus what the what the opinion is. So yeah, yeah, that's you know. Uh, that that wisdom is necessary, though. He needed that, you know. That's gonna grow him, and we got to keep uh, shopping these young dudes and making them more, you know, accountable and more knowledgeable. So, uh, but he's a good dude. I feel like he's gonna get there. But I don't want to go any further without introducing uh, our basketball correspondent, our NBA correspondent for this <laughs> evening, Miss Joelle Laguerre. Uh, she doesn't like it when I say NBA expert, so I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> because it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows a lot about the NBA, and uh, we're going to talk. As a matter of fact, uh, let's uh, let's let's start off with that, if that's okay. So yeah, uh, a lot has been happening this past like week or so, right? And the NBA has been a lot of games, a lot going on. I know um, you and uh, Boss Lady Mike, you've been keeping up. But I know you've been working a lot though, right? I, I most certainly watch the playoffs. It's the oh, okay, you've been watching it. Yeah. So I'm the only one who hasn't been watching. I've been over here playing music. And <laughs> planning trips and stuff. And uh, at one five one, you been keeping up with the playoffs? Hell no, man. I'm <laughs> right, right, right. We, we got next, jobs and I'm, stuff. You know, when I hear players, I just turn off the TV. I already know we ain't making it. So, oh yeah. Well, 
The Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah. Oh. Run this year. <laughs> they say that every year. <laughs> no, no, this year was this year was exceptional. This year was actually Yeah, y'all had a good season. Yes, yes. So Joe, who's on top? Who's out? Who's in? What's going on? Well, it has been a very exciting weekend, or it was an exciting weekend in the NBA. Um, so the final four, so to speak, um, on the East is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, both somewhat surprising. Um, the Bucks were able to get past the Brooklyn Nets. I guess it wasn't that surprising since Kyrie Irving got injured and also James Harden was a little hobbled, <laughs> yes. So um, despite that, KD, of course, put on quite a show in the last couple of games, but the Bucks pulled it out. It's crazy game, went to overtime. Oh, very exciting, very exciting. And um, then yesterday's two games were very exciting as well. Sticking with the Eastern Conference, the Hawks upset the Philadelphia 76ers. Another really great game, despite Trey Young not having the best game. Um, ben Simmons did a really good job of locking him down. However, Ben Simmons did not deliver at all on the offensive end. And so they lost. It was really sad to see them fumble. <clears throat> They're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference all season. And um, yeah, they fell to the number. No, the Knicks, I think, were number four. So the Hawks were number five. They were number five. Um, number five seed. Nobody expected that at all. So it's Really exciting to see some somewhat different than uh, different of a finals than anybody expected on both conferences. So that's the East, and then the West. We have the LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns, um, who played their first game, first game of the Western Conference Finals on Sundays as well. Sunday as well, as you know, Chris Paul is out um, in COVID protocol, which is just so devastating. I mean, he feel, it seems like he's really cursed because we know the problems, the injury issues that he's had in the past in the playoffs, it seems to have always just, you know, just messed them up when he was with the Clippers, of course, we remember that, with the Rockets even more recently. And he did get injured in the Lakers series in the first round, but he pushed through it. And then now he's in COVID protocol. So we're, they're expecting to see him maybe in the second or third game. Um, the Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard, which, of course, is also huge. Um, but the Suns pulled it out. The Suns pulled it out. That was also a really good game. They were home, so we kind of expected. And they are the number one. No, they are number, number two seed um, since the Clippers beat the number one seed Utah in their series, which was another surprise. So we have a really great week coming up. No games tonight. So I'm really heartbroken. That's all I do now is watch basketball. So nothing to do tonight except come and come here and talk to you guys about it. Well, well thanks for making that your uh, second your backup plan. <laughs> well, you know, no basketball. <laughs> I could talk to you guys. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Y'all ain't had no any comments, any questions, any you know. So what? Are, who are you guys rooting for? Since everybody's watching, what I'm, have you been surprised about? What's, what's going on? I am glad that the Lakers are not yeah in this stage of the game. <laughs> hater, hater, hater. <laughs> or should I just say that the Queen is not in this stage of the game? Oh. <laughs> um, but I. Ron Brown is a queen. Wow. I call him La Queen. La Queen. Wow. I, call him, I call him the champion, but that's all right. He that's is the right. champion. 
I don't take anything away from LeBron and what he has done for the game, but I am always going to refer to him as the queen because that is how he acts often. Okay, I don't see it, but all right. The flopping, the crying, the whining. That that's so the theatrics on the basketball court deem him a queen. Yes. No. I, I see and have seen um uh some awesome ball, ball here lately, it, especially without the queen, LeBron, whatever, whatever you want to call him. It's awesome to see LeBron. somebody in there who's not gonna be uh yeah. a, a, a warrior, not a cavalier, not a Laker, you know, it's a chance that the Clippers could win the no, they're not. But it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's, you don't I mean, think like you don't think the Clippers can win it. I think that as long as the Clippers are the Clippers, they're gonna be the Clippers, and that's what they are. <laughs> Otherwise, but they're not. You know, they're different. This is they're this. dogs. They have they have dogs on their team. You talking about Pat Beverly, and mm-hmm. I'm not going. I don't like I don't like Paul George with, with Kawhi Leonard being um gone. That's that's crucial and, and vital to what's going on. Moreover, yeah. they're the Clippers. It's almost like the Browns or the Browns. They're not the Browns. It, it is you the Clippers, bro. Like I mean, it is what it is. Wouldn't so it we'll be see. crazy if the Clippers could pull this off without Doc Rivers? Not even without Doc, without Kawhi Leonard. Damn, Doc don't even play on me. Ty Lue is a better coach than Doc. Absolutely not. Let's not get. What, what makes Ty Lue a better coach? What happened last night? You think Doc coached well? Last night against the Hawks, I think I think Ty Lue wrote the curtail of LaQueen and got to where he is now. He said he's <laughs> okay, not so whose coattail is he riding now? Whose mm-hmm. coattail is he riding now? Then nobody. He's called Opportunity in the doorway. He's he's, he's, he's <laughs> so a legitimate he's coach. Okay. He's a legitimate coach. He's an awesome coach. But as far as Doc Rivers, he ain't a I flaunt that man balls for real. We'll talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why one five one so quiet, man? We 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 appreciate the sleep, man. If it just really hella funny, man. I'm crying with the Suns, by the way. Me too. Because I, I love Chris Paul. Yeah, I do. A lot I'm of people hate him. I was, I mean, we're seeing so much hate, but Team Chris Paul. A lot of people hate LeBron too, but you know, everybody has their own opinions. I don't hate LeBron. <laughs> I don't hate LeBron. <laughs> right. If you look at this man, like, let's say, forget his basketball. Um, trophies and what he's won. How about what the man does off the court? Definitely. I respect LeBron the man. Hey, call, call your husband the queen. See how when I am watching him. basketball, he's going to be the queen every every single that. night. Don't your asses. So let me ask y'all this. Like, y'all basketball folks, like, we hear a lot of comparisons uh, between uh, LeBron and Jordan, right? But not, the, I don't, the first that's, time, not, that's not, come on, Dave. Well, hold on, but no, I, this is, uh, hold on, watch where I'm going with it, though. For the first time, maybe about a week ago, I heard somebody actually compare their work ethic. You know what I'm saying? And I've never heard that, you know, because I feel like Jordan is the superior work, work ethic, and that's just me. But is that true? No, Am I crazy? No, no. No, not or mentality, or mentality no, it's, it's, like it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's an approach to how you do with your teammates. Jordan said, fuck you, pay me, play, let's ball. LeBron is like, man, we need to do all this, all of us. And I appreciate that because I'd much rather get 11 assists and 11 points and win the game, personally. Ladies, you what, Mike? I would rather get 11 assists and win the game than, than 11 points all day, every day. Gotcha. Do I man. do think that LeBron is consistent with Everybody has to eat. 
I'm sorry, you forgot to call him the queen this time. You said okay, look at me. He's consistent with everybody got to eat. Yeah. He's very much going to go and get what he needs, and he's going to spread the love around. Mm -hmm. That other guy, maybe not so much. Well, he learned to. His game evolved. But if, but if you notice, I mean, without comparing comparing them, let's 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 address the man's not playing. He's hurt, and we still talk about him. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that being said, uh, <laughs> let's move to the next topic. So uh, <laughs> one five one. I don't, I don't want you to think I'm uh, completely stealing from your uh, from the, at the bar, but I did want to talk some about Juneteenth. We had this conversation last night on your show, but um, like like you said, at the bar. Would you say, man? Juneteenth is bigger than at the bar. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely, definitely. So, um, cause, uh, like you said last night, there's a lot of mixed opinions about, um, the, the holiday itself, about when it is, about how it was, um, brought to light and things like that. So I just wanted to, uh, get you guys opinion on, first of all, did you all do anything for, you know, to, uh, recognize or acknowledge Juneteenth and, um, do you have any opinions about, you know, the holiday itself or how it was brought about. I'm going to start with the ladies. Boss lady, who do you think? I didn't do anything. I was supposed to be in Memphis, and they were going to have some events, but my daughter wasn't feeling well, so I didn't go. But <clears throat> um, I get that we are not where we want to be, but there are some things that should have should have been done a long time ago so no we don't have voting rights like we should no we have not seen the laws against police brutality like we want but tell me why we shouldn't celebrate juneteenth and why so many people are complaining about celebrating juneteenth maybe those events can bring people together to get to the next level Joel, what you think? Me? Did you just ask me, Michael? Yes. Yes. Oh. Is there another joke? You're the only one, man. I'm sorry. I'm not hearing you very well. <laughs> I'll speak clearly. I apologize, Joel. You're up next. Mikey, Bob. <laughs> sorry. Um, I tend to agree with um, with Boss Lady. Um, I think the frustration seems to be that this seems like a consolation prize because we want and, of course, need and have demanded so much more. Um, from the government. Um, so while, you know, two things can be true, right, which I think is essentially what, what Alicia is saying, that that is, that's true, but it's also true that um, it's something that a lot of Black people have celebrated for, for a while. Um, I'm unfortunately not in that number. Um, I learned about Juneteenth when I moved to D.C. in, in about 2010, so about 11, 10, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. um, 10, 11 years ago. So, um, and I think that's really unfortunate that so many people, um, grown adults who are black are not familiar really with, with Juneteenth and are just becoming familiar with it, but that's the positive side of it. If we can bring more awareness to, to something that, that is, that is really important to know, um, to know about, um, to hear stories about, um, then then why not? Then why not? And I think that the other question is how to celebrate it, right? Because there's a somberness to it. Like it's not really that happy of a concept, right? That that a you know a group of people's 
you know, freedom was held from them for, I mean, of course, we know that that happened for generations upon generations, but two years passed when, when a law had been, you know, been passed to, to make everyone free, they were still suffering. People probably, people did die, <laughs> you know, people did die. People were separated from their families. All of those things happened. So the concept of celebrating, maybe we just need to think about how we do it. I think that's the conversation I'd love to have. How do we celebrate it? What, what does that look like for us? I know I, um, I left milk and cookies out for Harriet Tubman. You get some under. So that she could get the, uh, and that was, no. I'm fucked up, Dave. I'm fucked up. Is that too far? Is that too far? That's too far. I'm sorry. No, no. And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. You did. That disrespectful shit, Dave. No, but. You know, it was like, like, it was hot cakes and like water. Lighten up the mood a little bit. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But no, seriously, um. That that's a good question, and I'm gonna talk to the to the guys about it. Like, what, what do you do, or do you guys have any idea of what should be done? Like, what's the appropriate way to? Uh, I don't. I hate to say celebrate because, like you said, it, was, it wasn't a happy occasion, but it's to give reverence or you know yeah. commemorate. Is that a good commemorate word? is a good word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you do? One five one. I mean, first thing is uh, to learn about it. Yeah. You know, um, I learned about it. Um, you know, my aunt, like I said last night. My aunt uh, was doing stuff, and then we actually did Juneteenth shows. Uh, and prior to that, her and my mom had did Juneteenth shows as well. Um, we have, and, and when you learn about it, you realize that the day that we've been celebrating about uh, freedom, we weren't free. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it's one of the big ball phase. But when I stopped celebrating the fourth, probably in my 20s. Yeah. And the more you get away of yourself, and you know that that day is not for you. Yeah. Um, when you learn about your history, you can be more informed and then, then you can choose on how, how to celebrate. We just gotta get more people informed about it because that, I granted, even though it, it just became a holiday, if you ask somebody, a, a young kid next year, what is Juneteenth, they're like, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, we just gotta be informed and then we have to teach. Yeah. The way to celebrate is to teach the people uh, especially the youth, um, um, about what it means. You know, they should know. They should know what Juneteenth means just as much as they know a little baby song. And we have to, we have to put it in their brain. That if, if no one, if we as the older generation don't teach them, they're not going to learn. Sure. I, I wholeheartedly support that. I think that's what I was going to say. You know, I am so misinformed. I am so uneducated on the matter. I remember reading on it when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, Encyclopedia Britannica, maybe. I remember, you know, skimming through it because these were my interests coming up. Coming from a white woman and a black man, I needed to know who and what I was. And that white woman, you know, she actually planted that seed in me by giving me the, the autobiography of Dr. Malcolm X, excuse me, um, by, by the time I was 10, 11, I read like three or four times. Um, it, I embodied who and what I thought he was. I wanted to be him to some extent. I wanted to learn so much more about him. And, and I had a thirst for who we were so I would know who we are. Um, and I'm still thirsty. Like, I don't know. Like, like and, I, and, and the, the, the decimation, the, the, the separation that of, of, of opinions speak to what's been going on to us, going on with us for so long you're going to have individuals like, what, what is this? It's stupid. Mm -hmm. Or 
Man, that's fucked up, boy. Oh, awesome. That's great. Because there's a woman down in, 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 I believe, somewhere in Texas who started a mission some couple, couple years back. She's like in her late 80s, 90, she's 90 some odd years old now. This woman walks and travels some odd 20, 30, 40, a whole long, long amount of miles to commemorate what her family went through, what she went through. And she sparked that flame. Well, damn, she, she, at 90 some odd years old, giving a story. That story has to be told. We have to be taught. 151 spoke on it. Boss lady, Miss Joelle, we, we, if we don't know what we're celebrating, the we, we learn with the, with the, with the, with the, the stars of the because of Kaepernick. Because we did a little bit of research and things came out on YouTube and it got easy for us. That information became ready available. Well, Juneteenth is not. It's actually quite important. It's the reason why it's Juneteenth because we don't motherfucking know. We don't even know what day it was. Ain't no, ain't no telling what it was. Um, Fourth of July, they know what it was. <laughs> they, they, they tell them what it was. So it's so much to unpack there. I um, also, you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, but uh, it's ironic that Biden does that. It is what it is. Is that political? Is that like a little, you know, a political uh, feather in his hat, if you will? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, yeah. to, to appease us to some extent. Yeah. Either way, is it progress? I don't know. I don't see anybody celebrating Dr. King, or, you know, and, and when we take t- that day off, this is another day off. Ooh, you off? Yeah, I'm off here. And that's it. Ain't nobody said a damn thing about that man. And what do you want to do? The meaning gets lost. It does. In his movie. Yeah. So we're, we, we have no meaning. We have a meaning from him. From him, he was right there for all of us to see. Juneteenth and other stuff, we don't know what the hell it is, and we need to learn. We need to learn. Yeah. See how you got all deep and shit, man? That's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, like it deep. I thought the like way you see it, it's fine I'm misinformed. So I, I, okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm ignorant. I don't know yeah. about it to where I want to know. Just to say, myself. I, I mean, memorial that. The day everybody got killed and died in war veterans day. I mean, these are some horrible damn veterans holidays. Man. You know, you got a mattress sale. <laughs> That's right. kind of... Like, weird, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. It's you know, they have you see the club flyers come get your freak on for Juneteenth, July, July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, what you just said, Dave, is so important because this is why I, I always get a set on Martin Luther King holiday because then we always want to put the flyer, we want to put MLK on the flyer for you to get the, the pop bottles and and uh, you know, go to the club, and that's not what it's about, yeah. Like, you know, that's utterly disrespectful. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Have you guys uh, seen that? Joel Boss said he's seen the, a couple of years ago they had the flyers. And one of them actually had Martin Luther King with the girls working on him and all this. You know, he photoshopped his face on there. Well, it was on the news. I don't know if it was real. Well, he, he didn't mind getting twerked on. Let's be real. The brother, well, he, he <laughs> I heard the tapes. Hey, hey, okay. church is an awesome thing. With the back <laughs> on the team. <laughs> and, and you thought I was bitter. But anyway, uh, but yeah, no. Nah, that was uh some the flyers were real and uh you know they had people protesting and stuff, um and so there's a side of that argument that said that the people who were protesting and upset about it were taking it too seriously, mm. um but but I I think it was definitely disrespectful. It's certain people you don't really touch or um you know uh, desecrate there. Uh, they have a certain level of of um what's the word I'm looking for y'all uh like reverence in the black community, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, and, and hey, as Dave, much as they hey, mention, what's up? What, what stops them from doing Juneteenth? Now we're going to have Juneteenth holiday sales. Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what's, I mean, and we're so misinformed, and they, I feel like they, they do this shit on purpose because our kids are so 
dumb now, but yet so stupid, but yet so strong. So, so the, one of the ways we should be celebrating Juneteenth, though, like when Walmart and, and Target, all these places are going to be like, oh, we got Juneteenth shirts, we shouldn't be buying for them. Definitely. You know, we should, if you're going to buy, buy, buy from a black owned company. Okay. You know? And that was a difference this year. Last year, because of the climate, everybody was, all the black owned businesses were selling their Juneteenth merchandise. This year, you had to go looking for it. Right, yeah. Well, I think it's just because, you know, um, at the end of the day, the, the a lot of the, the stores, the retail places, they're, they're in it to make money, so it's what's popular. So they rode yeah, the wave. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. rode the wave. You know, that, that's their, you know, um, ultimate agenda. So they rode the wave at that time. And this year, even though, you know, the law was passed, it wasn't as popular. Like you It know, wasn't. Uh, like, Black, Mas- Black Lives Matter Plaza was nothing like it was last year. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Black people are complaining, but they aren't doing anything to change the trajectory. So so that's a good good segue to an interesting conversation. Like, um, I think, you know, uh, one of the reasons that stuff like that happens is because of the amount of of like earth shattering events that happen that seem to happen now on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, uh, how does that affect, you know, like the way we perceive information, the way we react to things, the way, you know, um, you know, the way we interact with each other, like, how does it affect us? Like, cause, uh, now it's so much else happening that people didn't even have, you know, the opportunity to think about, you know, uh, I guess coming down to Black Lives Matter Plaza or they weren't told enough about it. It wasn't enough people on social media or in the media talking about it for them to say, oh, yeah, let's go do that. But, uh, you know, they're swayed in different directions. So uh, it's so much happening, such an influx of constant information and not just constant information, but constant like trauma misinformation. right like, yeah, misinformation. Not, but not just misinformation trauma though like stuff like patrice often says it's always uh, another thing to tug at your heartstrings to keep you emotionally involved in something and uh like uh does that like uh constant trauma being forced at us like what kind of effect does that have on us or, or do you guys even see it like uh mike what you think the effect has it has on us is that we're we're becoming numb we're not we're not reaching for no okay, so about two years ago I'm on MLK and um and um Malcolm X down by um Mellon Street Market. She she's somebody auntie, she about 35, 40. But whole ass naked. It's 40 dudes out there with a phone in their hand. Nobody putting a jacket on this lady. Like she's obviously on some shit, has some good shit that ooh we it is what it is, and y'all Y'all got your camera for a bush. And, 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 I mean, and this is what your video said. And, and, and so I, I ain't getting into it too tough for nobody, but put my jacket on her, you know, took her to the middle street market, you know, police came and got her or whatever. But we, we're so, I mean, we're voyeurs. Almost, I mean, we obviously, a lot of the most, most of the individuals are, 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 are soft, who are voyeur, who are watching it, don't have the heart or the balls to say it's wrong. Um, you know, so there's repercussions behind, you know, stopping something like that. You never know. It's like, you have a horrible mob mentality. And, and then you're, you're, you couple that with everything's being recorded, like I spoke of. And so you, you're questioning, is it like, like Mr. Patrice say, they're just showing it to plant that, that, that seed of uh, bullshit inside of our spirit? Or are we seeing it more and more often because everybody has a phone in their hand? Is it happening more or is it happening more, more altogether? It, it, it's a combination of all that. 
Definitely. One five one, what you think, man? Social media in itself is the biggest devil mm. created. Mm. Um, because we went from helping people to pulling your phones out to capture so we can laugh. Like if a person back in the days, I'm old, it's all the gray. But back in the days, oh, don't talk about gray, bro. Ah. If a person fell down the steps or fell down, he's frost. That's not grass frost is. Anyway, good. <laughs> But you would pick them up. Now if a person fall down, the first thing you do is you grab your phone. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I'm gonna just do that world star. So we got into a habit of social media has made us numb to the problem. If you see some like what Mike said, you see this lady, clearly she's on drugs. No one you got phones out, but no one's calling the cops to help you. But you're videotaping her and then you'll put her on your your timeline before you give her help. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we rationalize that, oh, well, that's not my folks, but what if it was? What if it was? Oh, she our folks. What she our folks. She's our folks. Ain't no, right. way, ain't no way out there where she was, but nobody in the, it's, it's six degrees of separation in D.C. In D.C., there, there might be four or five, because everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows. It, it's, it's, it's a weird, unique web in, in, the, in the district, and P.G. County, and a little bit of Mo County. You know, it's, it's that Degree of separation where they know they know they, that's your folks, bro. That's your folks, and you don't let them sit out there and and, and, and leave them to the uh, to the wind, to the uh, to the world. Yeah, Ladies, yeah, when, I, when I speak of this, when I speak of this, you know what I'm saying. What, what y'all think of? I was going to say that everybody just wants to be the first person to post or the mm-hmm. first person to share. <laughs> um, last year there was an incident where a man was hanging from a tree in Northwest. And a friend of mine posted it on his Facebook page. And I questioned his reasoning because the only thing I can think about was, oh my gosh, this is somebody's son. Somebody's father. This is somebody's uncle. This is somebody's brother. If that was me and that was my family member, this is the last thing I want people sharing on the internet. And especially since none of us know what's going on. Right. And he was upset that I questioned him about it. And I was like, I just don't understand your morals right now. It's just so disheartening. And that's where a lot of people are. They don't care. They just want to be the first one to post, the first one to get the most comments, and the first one to get the most likes. He ended up deleting the post because a lot of people said something. Mm-hmm. But as a friend, you should have heard me and understand where I understood where I was coming from when I didn't even say it on your Facebook post, I reached out to you personally. Right. Yeah. yeah. But nobody nobody has morals anymore. Nobody, like you said, everybody's numb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that sense of complacency or numbness has put us in a position to just, like, um, disregard, like, the 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 norm or the what's, what's proper or decent uh, in, in search of likes. It's That's so crazy like, that likes is something that somebody created and now it's something that kind of rules people to a certain extent. But I want to get your opinion because I know you can't stay um, much longer. So I wanted to hear uh, if you had an opinion about like the onslaught of. No, I don't have anything to add. I think everyone really covered it, so I won't be redundant. But I think I think we definitely have a call to action. It's like where's the white sheet when there's a car accident and someone passes away? They they put a white sheet over the car. Where is the white sheet? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. Uh, that same, like, oh, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! 
We're not gonna let Miss Joel off the hook that easy. That's not gonna fly. Because while 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 there's no fear to be redundant, I want it's got to be something in you where you can share with us. You know, what you would experience something because all of us have a, a mindset and a, and a standpoint. I want to hear yours. I don't, I, it ain't redundant. If it echoes our sentiment, then so fucking be it. But speak it, please. Okay, so, I mean, I just, I agree with you guys. I think that we, as a culture, we've just gotten to a point where, you know, everybody's trying to get some internet fame um, to some degree. But I don't think it's everybody. I mean, I think there's definitely a, a portion of the population. I like to think that we are part of the population that, that doesn't feel inclined to do that. And so I, I think in talking about, you know, all the people who are, you know, are seeking seeking fame and money popularity even or just simply likes um i think there are plenty of people who who do care and hopefully our energy um makes a difference right always does mm -hmm. definitely definitely see that was valid thanks mike for bringing it out of it now but <laughs> <laughs> i'm super dave you super dave i'm just mike Fuck hey, hey look. <laughs> But um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about because, uh, like I said, uh, I have you know a group of people here with me today um, who I feel like. Excuse me, I felt the comment. But anyway, um, if you were to cry, I would have smacked the holy. No, 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 I was about to cry. I had to burp, but I didn't want to do it in the mic. Oh, for so long, I thought you were to ask What if I broke down? You was going to see. See, men are able to be vulnerable. I cry and put my shimmer on and come take that cry. That's an old joke. But anyway, but no, I wanted to um talk a little bit. Like I said, um, I you know, uh, you guys are some of my favorite people to talk to. And I think all of us, you know, and I've seen uh, situations where most of us have been through situations um where we went through loss. I went to a funeral today. Um, a friend of mine from church lost her father. And um, just looking at that process and how people go through that process. And I think she handled it, you know, um, or was handling her and her brother. Um, uh, so they, they did were some of the better, you know, um, they were better at going through the process. Like, um, and I don't even know if that's really a thing because it's such a personal process. Everybody has their own way as they just weren't necessarily as broken up and beat down about the situation as some people that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a, a family member, my mom's cousin passed away um, about a month or so ago. And uh, some members some uh, members of her family were a little more, you know, just going through it, just taking it really heavy and hard. And so um, it just made me recognize the need for this discussion about like grief. Cause I know, like, like I said, uh, most of you have been through situations, you know, with loss and things like that. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about getting back because uh, all of you have gotten back to a point of you know of getting through it and moving through it and and being productive parts of society and things of that nature and that's a hard process right so it's personal to everybody but i think it'd be helpful if people hear a little bit about um you know uh what you do in those situations like how do you move past it what do you do to move on uh uh Boss lady, I'm gonna start with you without getting too, you know, personal to the situation, but just, you know, uh, uh, dealing with grief and getting back to a point of, of, of you know, um, I guess a certain level of normalcy. Like I'm probably uh, the worst person to ask. <laughs> you think so? Because I, um, I think you're like an awesome person and I think I've seen you kind of go through some things and yes, still get back to that level of... You remember when I was on my last show, like it ended because of my grief. 
okay. Yeah. And like, I definitely think that people think that not not just people, but in our community, people think that it'll just go away. It does not just go away. I honestly believe that when you ha- suffer a tragic loss of someone close to you, that you have to get help mm-hmm. because. So many people don't get help. My niece passed away in 2011. My sister is still battling every single day just to get through the day, but she won't get help. She wants everybody to get help, but she won't get help. And I just, I don't know how to help her because I've never lost a child. Mm. And even, she won't even join a support group with people that are in her situation. And it's just, gets worse it doesn't get better because she won't get any help and she stays stuck so anytime someone else suffers a tragic loss she makes it about her and her daughter yeah it's a trigger so i think people have to get help um like my nephew passed in 2017 and it's still a challenge for me i remember when I was, when it first happened, I was at work and we had a support group at work. Mm. I joined the support group because I was like, I'm just tired of walking around crying every single day. Like that's exhausting. So I think the main thing is people need to know that oftentimes the pain does not go away, but at a certain point you've made it through the day and then you'll make it through another day. But don't feel like you have to go through it alone. Get help. There is so much help out there. It does not have to be just you and a counselor. There are support groups. There are activities. Do something to honor your loved one. There's just so many things you can do besides being stuck in that pain. And I'm not going to say that anybody should get over it because it's just not, I don't feel like it's something you ever get over. But you do have to channel your energy so that you aren't living your life stuck in that pain every single day. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if you, uh, did you need to, to drop out or are you good? Or? I, I have about five more minutes. Oh, okay. All yes. right, cool, cool. So, um, so real quick, I wanted to um, go to uh, 151. I know we've had we've had a couple of conversations about loss and I know you, you, um, you know, dealt with a few things, but, um, did you have like a process or, you know, to get back to kind of a level of normalcy? I mean, one thing about, about healing is it doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, people think just because when you walk out the funeral home and you don't hug everybody, you're going to be healed and, and, and truthfully, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you have to also maintain not to get caught up in just drowning yourself in sorrow. And, and, you know, when my aunt passed, you know, I, I literally was just sitting here almost every other day. I stopped my show for a minute. I was just sitting here, just come home from work, and I was getting depressed. And, um, luckily, I had people around me. We went out. We, uh, you know, started to, to do normal stuff. Um, and then and on top of that, this happened in the middle of a pandemic where you really couldn't go nowhere too far. Mm-hmm. But just having people around me and, and, and stuff helped me through it. Uh, when you have the right support group around you, it, it it's easier to make that, you know, not to get over, but it's easier to to, to, to release some of that pain. Um, you know, no man is now, you know, um, and, I, and I used to think I was, but then 
Yeah. You know, um, of course, I lost GOP. Uh, like, and this is all around, around my birthday. My aunt, GOP, and my cousin, for the past three years, I've lost somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. They literally happened three weeks right before my birthday, each one a week right before. And, you know, I live their memories, you know, um, through, through the stuff that I do. Um, you know, because I know they want me to chase my dream. They're passionate. They know I would do something I'm passionate about. And, you know, I talk about them. I, you know, I, 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 I keep their energies with me, you know, um, you know, and, and, and I embrace that, you know, um, and, I, and, I, and, and, you know, the thing is, my brother who's Muslim, when my aunt passed away, my grandmother, he, you know, always said, remember, you know, we're here temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only, we, we only here for a short amount of time, whether it's, whether it's two years or 90, it's right. a amount of time. We, we, you know, when, once we complete our purpose, we give our life back to God. So, you know, he has that mentality and that helps too, because that's just a different way of looking at it. So when you have the right people around you and you can project it the right way, it's, 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 um, it helps. You know, I remember when my grandmother passed in 93. And uh, my cousin, Chef Rock, was going through some stuff, and I went with a, a men's group with him. And I went because he was going through some stuff. And a, and a guy looked at me, he said, did you know you was in pain? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, somebody left you, and you've been, you've been angry ever since. And this is like two years after she died. And I, and I was like, I ain't in pain. And then as I talked to the, to, to the gentleman, I realized I was in pain. And I realized how I talked to people and treated people I never knew I was in pain and I treated a lot of people bad because I was in pain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting, you know, and, and like boss was saying, when you go, when you, when you, when you get those one-on-ones with like a grief counselor or something like that, it teaches you so you don't hold on to it. So mm-hmm. ever since then, I'm able to, to, to move forward without holding on to it. Powerful. Yeah, man. I but, definitely, um, though, like you, you really, those moments that you talk to to, to, to to like a counselor or somebody or support group, they give you so much energy back. Like I'm big, I'm a big fan of energy. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna give you something back that's gonna help heal your spirit. But you gotta be willing to talk. You just can't keep it bottled up. I was gonna ask you, Rokim, did you ever express it to anybody outside of I'm hurt or you know, my heart is broken? Like did you ever go into details with anybody before coming in contact with that gentleman? No, 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 no. And that's what a lot of us do. That's what a lot of us do. We just say the normal stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm here. I'm taking it one day at a time. Right. I'm okay yeah. today. Yeah. Like you get caught in that cycle of what we think people are supposed to say. Yeah. How many? How many of us really lean on these people that we call friends and family yeah. in those moments? Like, yeah, yeah. I remember going through it. One person out of all the people that I love, only one person said something that actually made me feel good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You remember what they said, don't you? Well, she was just describing how she saw my relationship with my nephew. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I'm 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 saving Mike for last purposely. So uh, Joe, I don't know um, you know uh, if you have 
if you have been through anything, I kind of know everyone else's story personally about situations they've been through. But I didn't want to put you on the spot. But if you have anything to add, I definitely would like to hear it. Uh, leave, babe. Huh? Yeah, no, I know. That's why I'm, you know, you know so she can, because I know she got to roll out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So um, I, I lost my um my best friend um back in 2009, um, actually right before I moved to D.C., um, the closest person to me. And um, that was the first, that was the first person person close to me that I lost. Um, that was uh, losing someone, especially the closest person to you, it does something to you. It just does something to you that's really, really hard to explain. And I remember when um, when Kobe died, Kobe Bryant, um, his best friend, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but he's, I think, the general manager or the president of basketball operations or whatever for, for the Lakers. And he said he felt like um, a part of his soul had been amputated. And when he said that, I was like, that's it. Yeah. Like that feeling is so indescribable. Like you just, you're walking around with a part of you that's not there anymore. And um, it's, it's a really crazy feeling. It's a really, really, I mean, it's so, it's, it's so surreal when it happens, especially when it's sudden, as was the case with my best friend, she died in a car accident. Um, and, you know, everybody has said it's so important to get help, which I didn't. I didn't. And I don't think I knew what I needed. Um, I didn't really know what I needed. Um, and so the therapy came later <laughs> after I realized how, how, you know, dysfunctional you become in different ways if you don't find an outlet for it. And um, especially with, with someone who's a best friend, um, who's not family necessarily. It's like there was, people don't really get it as much. I mean, I think everybody may, has a best friend and so would understand that, but it's just different, I think, than when it's a family member. There was kind of a disconnection with my best friend, Carrie. I wasn't really close with her family. Mm -hmm. She was really close with my family, but her family just wasn't around and so um in losing her i didn't really have that you know connection to her family so it's kind of just like a hard break mm. you know like i don't have any connection to her any right. anymore um and i don't think i i i don't think i fully realized at the time how how much that needed to be managed you know like mm -hmm. there's just it's just hard to explain like there's there's something that needed to be done there um, that I needed to do either like to stay connected to her family, which again, regrettably I didn't, um, that I think really left such a big hole for me that that's never really been been filled. And, and not that there, there should be anything or anyone who can fill that. Right. But um, you know, to everyone's point, just getting help, just being able to sit somewhere and just say whatever is really is really important um and I, and I hope that more people take that take that seriously and i hope that our our you know that everybody has the the health care available to to do that because that's another big barrier in our community that you know therapy costs money um and especially good therapy and so um it's it's important that those of us who um who have the have the resources kind of talk about it more and how to how to make sure that you're getting getting the help you need so, i hate to leave on that somber note um but i i do have to and i hope to 
talk to you guys again. Really nice to meet you guys. No, you're never coming back. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but I know these are not your regulars, and I really right, like right. them. Except so, for Mike. They regular. Except for Mike. Mike is regular. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
how we deal with grief, how we're taught to deal with it, the, 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 the examples that we have set for us. And I think there's some, you know, um, there's a lot of things in our community um, that a lot of connections that were broken. I think for the most part, the four of us have had, you know, people in our lives who, you know, instilled a lot of things in us that are positive and, have, you know, gotten us to this point. But, um, you know, I see there's a lot of deficiencies, uh, to be honest and plain about it. There's a lot of holes, a lot of things that we say and do on a regular basis as a community that kind of um, uh, can cripple us. And what I'm uh, referring to, so the, the, the video, Mike, that you sent me um, last week, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that either, the smothered episode <laughs> with, the, with the mother and the daughter. Oh, I thought you, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So the reason I want to talk about that with this is because they said something in there that correlates to this, uh, the mother and daughter, you know, smothered is a show about the mothers who are real, you know, into their kids' lives. Have y'all seen like, this shit? Have y'all seen uh, this shit? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy show. It's but anyway, we're going to talk about it, but I want to, you know, correlate it to this real quick. The young lady and her mother were sitting beside each other and they're talking about how close their relationship is. And um, the daughter started talking about the prospect of her mother, of losing her mother. And, you know, it's something that we all kind of have done or have heard people do. And she's like, well, I don't, you know, I wouldn't be able to function. I wouldn't be anything. I, I don't want to think about it because, you know, um, it, it would be the end of me. And I would be, you know, so devastated. I wouldn't be able to, you know, and that can be crippling to a certain extent. We have to remember that, you know, grief is a process, but when you get through it, life goes on. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation to to make sure people know, like, uh, you know, um, all three of y'all are people I, uh, you know, for for one reason or another. You leave a really big part of the story out. No, but we're going to talk about it. But he really wants to talk about the story. Let me stay with this. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish this thought and then we can talk about it. Because it's an interesting story, but it's, it's weird. But anyway, but I was just talking about that part. Weird, of it, weird is it. understanding. Anyway, it's, it's important that people, you know, uh, get clear examples of or, or clear indications that there is light at the end of the tunnel. That road is not consistently dark. That pain doesn't necessarily, like Boss Lady said. Yes, it is, away, It's dark as hell and hell is hot. Anyway, talking about, but uh, <laughs> it's not no. You can get through it yes, and you it can get out of it, and that was the point that I was trying to make. Like I said, I, you know, um, each of you are people who I respect and look up to uh, for different reasons, and um, you know, I think your perseverance and your um, your ability to make it through situations like that is part of that, and I respect it. And so, uh, sitting in the funeral earlier and then hearing people, you know, uh, going through some of the stuff that I've seen, I just wanted to kind of bring that to light because there's people out here suffering. You know, like uh, Boss Lady and One Five One alluded to, like you know, suffering in silence and not you know talking about it and not uh, getting the help that they need, or just even understanding that this process is a part of life and it is pain, but you got to get through it and keep moving. That's right. So yeah, go ahead, Boss Lady. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a habit of raising my hand. Okay. I was just going to add to what you were saying that when that young lady was saying, you know, she just don't even want to think about it because she just wouldn't be able to go on like. Your when when you lose someone, your assignment is not over in life. Right. And there are other people that are depending on you to go on. So you have to go on. You have to find a way to go on because it might not even be someone you know that is dependent 
on you going on. It may be a total stranger, but your assignment is not over yeah. when you lose yeah. someone. So you have to you yeah, have to get it. Out. It. That's right. You must cheat. That's yeah. All day. I got I have children who have my little my little girl, my second oldest, she was eleven when I met her. She's fourteen now. It's a beautiful thing. And and you know her and my oldest, we went job hunting today for the for the sixteen year old. That was fun. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> so look, so I so I told him to get up and let's go. My intent was to take him to breakfast and communicate what was necessary in this procedure, which was just going out and getting applications. We're not even filling nothing out right now. But she don't really grasp all that. They they up there eating bowls of cereal and shit. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't tell y'all to eat nothing. So I took him to the diner anyway. Give me a big old steak. He started eating slow, talking to him about you know life. What we got, what was in front of you. Uh, the fifth or sixth place that we went to, by the time we went home, called her back and said, you know, you got an interview tomorrow. I'm like, you're not, your closed mouth don't get fed. What you gonna do? Definitely. She, all, of them are, all of them are beautiful, intelligent, and, and, and my wife is more beautiful and more intelligent. And has all those gems to, to, to drop on them, and she does every day. I just want to like, you know, Get in where I fit in to some extent, but I have my real hands on father. Father's Day was awesome yesterday. I got uh, got fucking summer. I went fishing this year. I went fishing by myself. Happy belated Father's Day. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So uh, that was um, yeah. I was gonna ask you guys if y'all did anything special to celebrate your fathers or what the kids did for you, Mike. So you said you went fishing. I, I so what I did was I beat him to the punch. I left before everybody got up. We're fishing. Are you <laughs> fishing by yourself? You ain't take the kids? You didn't take it up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> How many fish you don't catch at 11 o'clock? I, got, I left at nine. <laughs> like, the chances was good. The odds was against me. <laughs> so, so who was the gift? They just left you alone. Like, so you what fish? About two o'clock? They're like, when you come home? I'm like, when I come home, I'm fishing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I get a chance to live beside somewhere where the waterways are open and fast. I have a beach, creeks, Ponds, rivers, and, and I'm trying to tell you, for me, that grief, that grief goes away when I'm out there and I ain't thinking about nothing but I'm gonna get this motherfucker fish that they've been pulling up. Fish, oh, they ain't no one talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he had me out there fishing with it, was actually it's fun. I wanna go again. Rain. I never, I'm a Southeast dude. Fish, I ain't even, you know. I had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a fisherman by any means, but I really enjoy like the piece of it and like, um, you know, just, just, uh, enjoying the moment being out there. So I'm definitely doing it again. Fishing is cool. I don't know how we started talking about fishing, but, uh, (laughs) grief, grief, grief. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I do want to, uh, talk about a couple of other topics. You know, we got a few things to, to get through today. Um, I would be remiss. If I have um, some of the biggest hip hop heads that I know uh, on the show, and not uh, talk a little bit about uh, a couple of a couple of hip hop centric uh, topics, first of all, uh, how you guys feel about the music that's been coming out lately? I feel like it's been kind of a little bit of a decline. I haven't seen any real solid projects from anybody over the last, you know, since the pandemic started. And you feel like that people would. Uh, uh, do more musically. Like, is there anything out that y'all really like that y'all really listening to? No. Lloyd Banks dropped a good album. Who did? Oh, Lloyd Banks. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, DMX album was okay. I haven't heard it yet. I'm gonna tell you like this: when it comes to DMX, I'm more of a fan of Dane Grease producing DMX um, than over Swiss Beats. Uh, Swiss Beats <clears throat> has, to me, has always been he's hit or miss. Like some days you gonna find, and some days you like. Yeah. Never been yeah. in my top five like producers that are alive, and he probably never will be. He's <laughs> He got some bangers though. He got some like and 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 X was his like golden child. It was like whenever they got together, you know, it was that's the stuff that sold ten million copies. Yeah, but he's doing a whole album of X. Yeah, yeah. It it it. And like I said, it's okay. I mean, he got a song with DMX, Jay Z, and Nas on it. I mean, he got some bangers on there, but it's just mm. not. I just remember his darkness how it's hot listening to that joint every day. That's a classic though. Yeah, I don't think nothing. Over and over and yeah, over yeah. and yeah. over and over again. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I sampled hers album on Saturday. Haven't gone back to it yet. First of all, it's just way too many songs for one album. <laughs> Some people can't uh, you know, can't fill out, you know, how many songs is it? Twenty. Twenty. Yeah, some people can't do a twenty-song album. And well, well, I mean, if you have the patience for it now, nobody has that patience. That's what right, I mean. Yeah. For me, it wasn't the patience. I was just tired of hearing her voice. <laughs> After a while, you just... damn. <laughs> Is there anybody you can listen to a twenty-song album and hit it? But yes, I feel like yes. there's people with twenty-song yes. albums. Though. His name is Brad Jordan. Brad Jordan. Oh, Scarface. Brad Jordan. He got a twenty-song album though. Does he need it? <laughs> No, I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking about? Like, I know. I know. I, I got about forty. I can bang to. I mean, it's very, it's very few. I mean, we were talking about like, I like the baby. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I like the baby. The baby. The baby. He's baby. Right. Yeah, really shoot your ass. What are you talking about? Hey, look. I'm officially old. Y'all seen my post when I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know the baby and little baby was two different people. Too many babies. Why is all these babies out here? Young man grew on me because he fun. Somehow something happened with with, with these riots and the shit, and changed his dialogue. And he starts. I mean, he's he's got a clear mind. Some of these young cats are really doing something, saying something to our kids. And you gotta have kids to listen to what the hell they listening to. And say, okay, yeah, you know, you got because you have to first understand the lingo. Because mm-hmm. lingo, lingo is is vicious because it's it's not their fault. It's three six mafia fault. <laughs> ain't from my hood. You can get from around here. That that elementary school shit. That shit just rang through. They is it's our fault. The generation yeah. X, their generation they don't give a fuck. I'm a different with your your opinion. I don't think you have to have kids. You could be like one five one and be the manager of an artist that's in it right now. That's uh, managing a uh, uh, renegade, yeah. Who was that last night? But yeah, renegade's a monster though. That dude is mean. So who who you listening to one five one other than renegade? On a daily basis, probably nobody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like the baby. I mean, like even with some of, like a lot of these mainstream joints nowadays. Think about it. I look for jeopardy. So just because you hot today, are you gonna be hot next? You know, hell, not even next year. Are you gonna be hot next month? Yeah, a lot yeah. of people can't even make a. They can barely make an EP, which is only like six songs. Right. You know, uh, you gotta be. I want to see what, what's missing now today, in my opinion, of music is the consistency of making like a uh, 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 something that's gonna capture my attention. For like Boss Lady just said, like 
if you're going to if you're going to drop twenty songs, you better be able to at least capture my attention for eighteen of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the other two be interludes, so that's all you need. Because right? <laughs> I'm going to sleep after four. <laughs> right, right. Scarface. I grew up on Nas. I grew up on Rock Camp. I grew up on people that 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 was able to capture me. Like when you put the CD in or the tape in, you walk around. You may have, you pass by your home because you just gonna keep listening to the music. Exactly. I done made dinner with my children. So I don't forget spit to a Scarface album, and and now that's all they want to listen to when they with me. Exactly. Right. Like Murray J. Blash documentary is coming out mm-hmm. next week. I look forward to looking at and that. And my life is something that I can listen to today like I listened to yesterday. Yeah. Channel. He said what channel is going to be yeah, on? Yeah. Netflix, I believe. Oh, okay. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I won't yeah it's a couple of albums yeah, I can listen yeah. to straight through. Like, uh, I remember the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. That's the first one that came to my, my head. Yeah. She goes, you just that's let probably it play. What, that's probably what I heard of the most because she... She rocked it out the first out, out the box, and then you know it's hard to. Why? Surely, at this point, I would love to see her come back. But when I heard the story, did she really mess her voice up? Like, uh, I, heard, I don't know. I didn't hear that. I, I heard a story where she was preparing for the next album or something, or singing somewhere, and she strained her voice so much she fucked it up. Like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. I know she's still doing shows when she show up for them. She's still yeah. doing shows. So the biggest thing that hurt Lauren Hill was bad business practices. She went through heartbreak and stuff, but at the same time, she was notorious for showing up like like late, late to shows. Like, I'm paying, if, 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 and I'm one of those people, I'm not gonna, I love Lauryn Hill, but I'm not gonna pay a high price ticket and this broad come in two hours late and gonna do, I'm thinking I'm about to get the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and I, and I, and I get a, and, I, and I get three songs, and I'm out. She got some money. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. ready to fight her for real. Like, and she can't perform the songs the way that we fell in love with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because she, uh, she got sued, right? Because she tried to keep all the production credit. Yeah. So. And so yeah. Double negative. Her. She's not getting my money. Somebody right. go live. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that uh, you know uh uh. uh well, first of all, I, I might still go see Lauren Hill if she uh, if she show up on time. Well, I was saying, yeah, yeah, but um, when I step in the building, she should be there too. Yeah, but yeah, when I see her coming, Dave, I'm going to count on you to go live. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you can see it. That's the way you can see it. But yeah, she like Mike said, she suffered from that curse. Eminem spoke about it. Like when your first album does so good, you can never live up to the expectations of it's it. So you might yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people. My life was Mary J. Blige sophomore album. Right. Yeah. So usually, yeah, if you hit it like the second or the third album, those are people that really, you know, last and hang in there. But you know, I, I would I would agree with you, but after learning so much over the, over time, you realize it's who they want to get out put out there. You know who who's buying the DJs. Who's buying the time in the radio? The radio time because that's true too. Yeah, you know, these guys. You, you come across. You ever go to a little? Like one time, I went. I slid into the Bohemian Caverns about years ago, and I didn't realize it was a tunnel, a brown ass tunnel going downstairs and shit. It's like yeah. a little boutique. And you eat steaks and prime rib and listen to jazz. I'm like, that's some cool ass shit right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lady up there was singing, and I'm like, man, why? Why is she being heard? Like, this is some. Beautiful, you know what I mean? Because it's not up to us. 
Yeah, and, and you got to kind of, um, it's a lot of that out there. I was just going to say, uh, Cecily. Man, I play that, uh, that uh, Clumsy EP. That thing is crazy. I don't know if y'all know uh, Cecily Alexa. She's a singer from this area, and uh, she's dope. We had her on the show, and uh, she, you know, um, she's done a couple of, uh, like, she headlined the, the open mic the night that I did comedy uh, for with Jason and uh, tore it up. But like Mike said, he, would you say your wife was, uh, was going crazy? Did she did to comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta change the subject all listen, the time, Mike? Listen, this listen, is not what we're talking about. Listen, listen. Focus. The weed is hitting like real heavy. Real right shit, there. real shit, real shit. <laughs> so I so being his friends for so long, I had heard these jokes in the car. <laughs> On stage, presentation, control. He was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, you give me a compliment. Was, I wasn't expecting. It was, it was utterly. It was utterly like I was like, man. He inspired. I'm like, man. That's my because it wasn't what he said to me, obviously, in the car. Because he was obviously thinking if he said say anything to Mike, Mike gonna laugh. Mike don't fucking laugh just anything because this is what I am. This is what it is. But I, I know he's. He wasn't trying to be funny. He was speaking to me. But when he took that same. Material up on stage, y'all. I was angry when it wasn't in front of 35,000. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate he, that. He, he, he can do it because if you got the heart to try it right there, he can do it anywhere else. I might help him and try. I don't know. We'll see because I'm not him because I'm going to say what the fuck I want all the way through and I don't know how it's going to go. Like, yeah. I, 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 you're supposed to give a fuck, right? I don't give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's comedians that don't care to say what they yeah, want. Yeah, but they, like, they've earned that. I, I'm going to step into the game, you know, learn. I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about Chris Paul. He don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, like what you're talking about, that's like Paul Mooney. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like you said, he earned that, like writing so much and all that. Paul so, could have been bigger than Richard Pryor, could have been bigger than Eddie Murphy, uh, but because he don't give a fuck. And he actually, man, he was a liar. Like, I don't Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, you know, and even on when, he, when we watched him on Dave Chappelle, he was hilarious. Yeah. All the time. Every yeah. time I've heard a man say something. Paul Mooney used to be a family field trip for us. He said what now? Uh, when Paul Mooney would come to town, that would be a family field trip for us. Me, my brother, cousin, my uncle, we all had to be there. Wow, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious, man. Like the and like you said, but yeah, you definitely see that I don't care attitude in his jokes. But it it was so like uh, he made no, it he so commonplace, right? No, yeah, he, I don't give he, a he, It was fuck. hilarious <laughs> just to hear him say the stuff and they get mad. I don't care if y'all laugh at me anyway. I'm, it's funny. I know it's funny. I'm funny. It's funny to me. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Hey, man, he, he was one of the greats, definitely, and wrote for, you know, uh, Richard and, and everybody, everybody. Eddie and Living Color everybody. and Chappelle Show. Oh, you know, just those two iconic shows to say that, but then like the Richard Pryor show and um, the, the roast, you know, Richard Pryor that's floating around. If you get a chance to look at like uh, the last show, they canceled the Richard Pryor show. So the last show they did a roast and it's some of the funniest stuff. Like, and Paul Mooney wrote most of it. The only, I think the only person he didn't write for is a couple of comedians. Robin Williams, I think did his own stuff and Richard Pryor did his own stuff. But most of the people Paul Mooney wrote the stuff for them, so it was it's hilarious. You gotta see it; it's, it's real funny stuff. But um, I have no idea how we got where we are right now. <laughs> Talking about Paul Moody, 
But I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, we talked a little earlier about, you know, stuff um, that's put in front of us uh, that has that emotional, you know, pull to us and all of that. And I saw a story earlier, and I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on it. You know, um, what was it, like two years ago or so, um, the the police officer, Amber Geiger, who shot uh, the guy Bolton, Boston James, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, shot him. Yeah, he was eating ice cream in his living room. She, she walked in and thought it was her apartment and shot him. So apparently um, the, her a lawyer to file an appeal that's going to trial um, in, in the coming, um, I think they said in uh, either July or August. And uh, in the appeal, like I saw it um, online because they were talking about just how um, um, I was going to say borderline, but no, nah, just blatantly disrespectful. Like the, the, um, the idea of the appeal is that her actions were justified because she thought it was her apartment. And uh, the, even they even went on to say, like her lawyers wrote up the appeal and they had a portion of it in the story. And they even went on to say that the, the, the real culprit is the people who designed the building because they made it look to the floors, look too much alike. And the people I'm who made the a lock, white girl day. Right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the people who made the lock on the door because the lock didn't work, and she was able to get in. Right. And then, when you say that, that's that was my sentiment exactly. Not trying to alienate no race of people, but yeah, it's kind of like somebody, uh, you know, making excuses. The type of person who makes excuses, and and it's it's foolish. That person got some money who make a reasonable doubt for something. But with that, but with, with that being okay. said, like and understanding like their argument, like. Um, I, I really feel like she might walk, you know. Uh, they, well, they not, not in this climate, not in this climate right now. You don't she think does. so? She it's does. white privilege at its finest. It's white privilege at its finest. The, the mentality of, you know, she thought her, her life was in danger in an apartment that she shouldn't have been in, and then she pulled a gun and shot a man. Uh, he was eating ice cream. How threatening is a motherfucker who eating ice cream? Well, she was, well, she was, she was lactose intolerant, so it didn't. No, I'm, I'm sorry. This is not the right time for Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, the thing about it is like this. I know no matter, no matter where I've ever lived at, whether I'm in the dark or the lights, I know what my apartment looks like. You know what your furniture looks like when you first walk in. You know what your TV looks like. You know what you left out, you know. It's not reasonable. Yeah, I have been so drunk when I walked in the wrong house. I felt like Michael's going to say something <laughs> like that. You lucky that ain't kill your big head. What's up? You right. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just like the audacity of the lawyers. Like, but you know, lawyers will do anything. But Lawyers are going to do it as long as they have billable hours. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they going to do it. But I mean, um, uh, am, I, am I wrong to think, like, do, do you think she might walk? Like just because I mean I don't with the climate being what it is and everything that white privilege is a bad like I done seen it change some people's lives. Yeah, what state? What state? What state? What's about? What is that? South Carolina. She might walk. She might walk. Is it South Carolina? Is it South Carolina? She might walk. Let me, let me make sure I'm not tripping. I got the story hey, saved here. Hey, but, hey, I was at a gas station on, on vacation, and I turned around to wash my hands and use the the bathroom. And there was a sticker that said the clan was you. South Carolina, yeah. Would you say uh, 151? I mean, you. I wouldn't be surprised because it's it's one. It's white privilege. Like like this is this is something. I'm more surprised when we get justice than injustice. Right. Yeah. No, because this white privilege at its finest. Like the whole mentality of that you took a man's life, but it was but but. 
but it's not your fault. You're not Silk the Shocker. You just came in. Like, <laughs> it's not. Well, you know, he was sitting there. You don't. You do not know where you live. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Dallas, Texas, by the way. It's not South Carolina. It's Texas. That's still, that's still bad though. Te- Texas is crazy right now anyway. They talking about building walls and, and getting rid of the, the you don't need a permit to carry a gun. Everybody else trying to strengthen up the gun laws and they like but, 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 so but, hey, it, that equalizes things. But Texas, I don't know though. Um you, you don't because you live in DC anyway. <laughs> Would you say one five one good? With Texas, I remember several years ago, I think we were back at the harbor. Um there was a video of, of a police officer, and he literally body slammed this fifteen-year-old girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to the to the ground. So would I expect would I expect justice in the same state? No. Yeah, no. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I think she might walk. Uh, what do you think, boss lady? I think that injustice does not surprise us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Justice surprises us. When this officer was found guilty for the murder of George Floyd, we were all surprised because we just knew they were coming back with a not guilty verdict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know if y'all watch. My bad. Go ahead, boss lady. What'd you say? Oh, I think she might have froze. She froze. But yeah, I was going to say, it was a... uh, Oh, she really crazy night. as a motherfucker. Like, like, she like this. Oh, there she is. She back. You froze for a second, boss lady. Sorry, y'all. When everybody's home, my internet moves slower. Understood. Yeah, everybody doing something. I keep rocks in my pockets for that type of shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know, bike. But uh, I don't know. Injustice doesn't surprise me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watched Saturday Night Live. They had a skit about that with the, the news anchors. They had, like, Keenan and uh, I think the girl's name is Ego Nugent or something like that. Anyway, the two black people on one side and the two white people on the other side. And it was funny because they were talking about um, the George Floyd verdict. And, and the white people were like, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious that, you know, there's no defense. The, all the things that defense is saying are really you know, uh, foolish attempts to try to get this officer off and the black people's like, yeah, you're right. So they were like, then then it's obvious that the the, the verdict is obviously going to come back guilty. And the black people were like, well, you know, right. we've seen this before. It's right. like, you know, and so that was the whole joke. It was pretty funny. Um, just because it's, it's true. Like the truth of it, the tragic truth can be funny. You laugh at the pain. Right, yeah, exactly. You don't laugh at the pain. You don't laugh at the pain. All this there is the pain and then it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, you know, when you start getting into all right. That, so let me ask you something. You don't think that's, that. that's 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 like pretty? Are are you saying that the story is coming back up because they're just appealing at the at the two years? Well, they filed the appeal uh at the end of twenty twenty, but the, the so they're I about to that, hear. I will say that's about to hear. Str- I will say that's pretty st- strategic because it lets her story die down. Maybe it gets. Caught up in the, oh, definitely, know, definitely. In, in the wash, and it's through. Because you can appeal immediately. They could have done that and done the trial. They waited until, and not only that, but uh, a story came out not too long after the verdict came out that the the one guy who um the the witness, the black guy, did y'all hear about that? How he got killed? The one guy who uh, refuted yes. the first story because she was like, yes. um, 
she she just pushed the door and it came open. That's why they're saying the lock was to blame. But it was one black guy who lived in that apartment complex who said he heard her knocking on the door. He was killed right after her trial, wasn't he? he? Yeah, he moved and he was killed. And they said the um, are we, we it was under suspicious problem, circumstances. Problem? They tried to say, oh, it was drug-related. Well, I mean, shit. I'm just saying it was suspicious circumstances. They said yeah, he, was, he had beef with somebody and all this. But it's, it's like, open carry in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a stand-your-ground state, too, ain't it? Hmm. So you already know it's like you know, uh, but but yeah, I definitely think it's strategic. The timing, waiting for uh, stuff to die down. It's um, yeah, you know, a lot of these cases, uh, I think, have either uh, done that or waiting for the right time, or have already been uh, you know tried, and we don't even hear anything about it. Like the the young lady that was shot in, in her house uh, by the cop through the window. Like we haven't heard anything about what happened to you know. We know the police. They get fired all the time, and fired isn't a big thing. They go to another state and get another job, right. or you know, or are taken care of by like that that network of good old boys, like the people who provided lawyers for um, what's his name uh, that um, uh, all of them, babe. all of them, yeah, all of them. So, all yeah, yeah, they, it's, it's a network of people like it's, who it's, help it's them. Like, like, like that dude, that dude. I mean, we we were going back. The fact that that dude Dylan, whatever his name, the South Carolina who went to church, Dylan Fitz. And they were paying for it. I mean, it speaks volumes. Yeah, where we yeah, are. yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers support that type of shit. So yeah, yeah. It's people that really believe in that. That um, and dare us to support it. Right, you wonder right. why we embrace such militants, such aggression. Well, what the fuck is being bestowed upon us? And the headless is we. And see, and they quietly support that stuff, but then. Things like, um, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter is turned into such a, a controversial statement and, you know, put through the ringer and made to be like they tried to, they said it, uh, they wanted to designate it as a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. The term Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying? Like they wanted to designate that as a terrorist organization, try to tell people that we matter. Like that's terrorism. You know, that's, 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 they feel like you can see it on posts on Facebook every day. All lives matter, or Black Lives Matter is racist. You still see it every day. Yeah, yeah, from our people too, or like things like, "Oh, we killing each other," but y'all still y'all can't tell white people Black Lives Matter when we killing each other. And I, that sentiment, um, it, it it bothers me to my core just because like the idea of that statement isn't just for a, a, a white person, it's for everybody. In my opinion, like if I say that, it, it's to anybody who threatens my people, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so uh, if, if it's a, a young black person, they need to understand that too. They need to be told that because maybe they don't understand that. You well, know? there are some people that would disagree with you, Dave, that it, it's not about black on black crime. It's about anybody who, you know- uh, For some people. But yeah, I've, no, seen I I've seen the argument. I've seen the argument. And it's just, it's just, you know, but but to even use that as an argument to say, because that's like, you know, um, the people who, uh, the people who are perpetuating these crimes, they're like the black on black crime, they're still criminals, right? They're still okay. like people. So to, 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 to hold the, the police at the same standard as the criminals, even though they probably should be, because look at what they do. But, uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, that's a whole never. <laughs> You know, conversation and uh, um, I mean, the thing about it is, is like this when I hear that argument, because people are misinformed when they don't know, they think it started with Trayvon Martin and they don't know about the Sean Bell 
They don't know about the Central Park Five. They don't know about the Bernard Gett situation. You know, um, injustice for black people uh, being killed by cops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. around. Like last year during the whole pandemic, I watched something um, and it was talking about all these cases. And when it came to um, the, um, I think it was the Sean Bell case, um, they basically, the cops who shot this young man, so they didn't want the cops to be tried in in that particular area in New York because it was predominantly black. So right. they moved the trial to upstate to a predominantly white jury where they were found innocent. Exactly, exactly, so yeah. When we say Black Lives Matter, you know, this is what we're going through on a daily basis. Right. You know, the, the mothers who have who can't look at their kids anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, and it just didn't like it just didn't start in early two thousand. Right. Two thousand. It's been going on for 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 a very long time. Decades. I remember yeah. being I think fifth grade I've heard about the Bernard Get situation. Yeah, yeah. And, um hearing the um as I like they, they they showed everything from the trial and he said he thought the kids had a gun, and this dude was clearly crazy, and he shot the kids um, as they were running away from him because yeah. his gun. And for him to get off was crazy. Yeah, but, it's been happening. It's you know, been happening. It matter. And, then, and this is why we say these things. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's been happening to find out, like, after, um, I think after Trayvon Martin happened, I was in a... Um, it's called Pure now. It used to be Bar None, but uh, I was in there for like an open mic or something. And one of the young men that was just coming up talking about, you know, I think he was right getting signatures or raising money or something. And uh, until I heard, you know, sometimes you hear something that stands out, and it's like this can't be true. But he was like, no, at at that time, no police officer in the history of the world, oh, in the history of America. I, I, hyped it a little bit to say the world. But anyway, in the history of America had ever been convicted of murdering a black person. And I'm like, that can't be true. All the times we know, even the stuff that wasn't mainstream, but that we as a community knew about. That like when Dave Chappelle was like, white people ain't know about it until it was in Newsweek and stuff. <laughs> but even before that, when we knew about all that stuff, I'm like, nobody ever, but it was true. Yeah. Nobody, no police are now. It's just starting to happen. And even now they're getting commuted sentences. They're getting... You know, or these appeals like what's coming up with Amber Geiger, and they getting off under the under the radar. You know, so it's um, you know, I mean, uh, that's another one of those things that I was talking about. One of those things that you know, it's just the stuff that's constantly coming at us, because yeah. especially you know, coming going into and coming out of the pandemic, it seemed like it was another shooting, but like every week, and you know, uh, another it's happening right now, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the fuck down. Oh, see, see, there you go. That's uh, that's uh, yeah. All right, Mike. But <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's 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 a lot, and like, you know, uh, how do we deal with that? Like, um, you know, uh, or more importantly, and I want to talk to uh, Boss Lady about it because I've, you know, I've kind of talked to Mike about it some, and, and some of the other people who have been here who've had children. Like, how do you explain that or, or um, express your feelings about it to your kids? Like, what do you, what is that conversation like? My feelings about what I just want to make sure I'm on the same page oh yeah about um the 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 constant onslaught like um the murders the murderings that have been have that were happening so so prevalently and so frequently and you know uh just the stuff that's been and it's how it's put in front of us so much through the media and stuff like that 
week. I talk to my kids every day and literally about four o'clock I text them because someone they went to elementary school with was killed last night. So it's just continue to be safe and you can't control other people at all, but you definitely can't control you. And I don't watch the news every day. I'm more like a weather person. Like yeah. somebody let me know when the weather's on. Right. Yeah. Um fortunately they didn't grow up in the area where a lot of their friends are dying from, from gun violence. Mm. Um, do they know people that have died from gun violence? Of course, but they didn't grow up in the area where it's something every day. So they're not desensitized to it, but it is something that affects them, affects the people that they love and affects the people that they're around. So we just, if you need to talk about it, let's talk about it. If you feel like you need to talk to someone outside of my expertise, let's go talk to that person. Right. So I just, you know, I'm always letting them know whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm a resource. Like my daughter calls me her life advisor. Mm. <laughs> um. But whatever it is, like, you don't have to go through any of it alone. Right, right. That's an ultimate compliment right there. Yeah, yeah, that life advisor, I was just saying that. That's dope. And so many uh, uh, kids have lost that. Like, I see it in Mike, too, and how he interacts with his kids. And, um, that, nah, for real, man. Like, uh, that, but that connection that y'all have, that, uh, you know, um, uh, connection for lack of a better word, yeah. That, that I live with all, girls, all females, <laughs> and my son is down here in DC, and I get him when I get him, you know what I mean. But it's all girls, I make sure I pee on all the toilet seats. All of them, <laughs> 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 <It's because laughs> no, 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 because it's if I don't pee on them, I leave this, I leave this, I leave this seat up. This is the cold, hard porcelain. Hits their lungs and they understand this shit is real. Like it's real. No, no, but it's my wife beat my ass. <laughs> no, but I'm, I am, I have beautiful daughters. And like you said, when you send them out there in the world, and my son, you know, you, you try to equip them with, you know, the tools. I'm not going to build a house for you. Here are the tools. Mm. Like I said, we just went out there looking for jobs today. I'm, so we're talking about like oh, we go. The first place was a silver diner. Where I, I well, look, we was eating uh, breakfast. I told him, "Now get up, go ask for a job." <laughs> like, she, breakfast right there. She had, she's like, "What?" I'm like, "You could, you could." I'm, I'm being real with her. You know what I'm saying? So she went yeah. and tried, got a number. We we hit like Cordoba, um, the dollar store, and Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. And I I just wanted to get the uh, the experience under her belt so she understand. You don't have miles to feed right now. The urgency, the sense of urgency might not be there, but I'm going to put it in your ass, because... Definitely. Like, nobody going to give it to you. Right. Like what you were saying about the job situation, I was talking to a girlfriend a couple of weeks ago about her son, and, you know, he was trying to find a summer job, and I'm like, well, why don't he apply here or apply there? Like, they're hiring all summer long, and he can start working when it's cold outside, and he, he can probably have two months off out of the year. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to work there. I said, see, that's the part that confuses me because I'm confused on why he has a choice. Right. <laughs> when I was when I was 13, 
mother came home was like, okay, you got to be at work at this time on this day. And I did the same thing with my kids. You have an interview on this day and you better get the job. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Two o'clock tomorrow. Two o'clock, Cordova. Cross your fingers. Now look, she know how to shake your hand. She know how to She's 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 me. She really is, but she has to open. Oh up. Lord, wait a minute. No, but but she she she's like you know, but in a female way, she's not like vulgar. She's like quick with it and like she she's gonna be an awesome girlfriend because you can fart around her. And she be like, ah, I got one for you. You know, you know what I mean? That's just how she is. Uh, that's why I like her. But you know, and she there's such a beautiful dynamic dynamic in my house because the one below her, we eat breakfast. She eating a bagel and shit. She need more cream cheese. I'm like, <laughs> she need a job too. So, so she want to be a chef. She want her own business. I'm like, all right, cool. Are you listening? I want more cream cheese. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> cream so, cheese. But yeah, man. That's uh, like I said. That uh, that uh, you know. That that bond is missing, and and that exchange of of information that's so necessary, you know, uh, that kids aren't getting, and you see it every day when you see these young people out here, like, you know, and and people talk about, oh man, they, you know, they uh, don't care, or they just, you know, ignorant things that they are lost. You know what I'm saying? They missing that. It's deficiencies in their in their uh, growing process that have left them in a in a position to to not succeed, and um. You know, I wonder how much of that is manufactured, how much of that was created, was designed that way. You know, but in in all of that, it's just dope to see, like, you know, the both of y'all, you know, uh, you know, putting a lot into that connection and, and that exchange of information and, and developing. Uh, and, and all three of y'all, because one five one, I know you, you know, you did it with your uh your nieces and nephews and still doing it, you know, right? Yeah, you got a whole new batch of little kids y'all can torture now. <laughs> <laughs> My sister got twins. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, so I, they get double the smacks. No, oh, wait a minute now. You got at least wait till they old enough to get the smacks. Okay. Uh, they good enough. They fat. They they can take the hit. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> as long as they can take the ride. But yeah, man. So it's uh it's uh eight thirty five. So I'm gonna get ready to wrap it up, man. I want to thank you guys so much. Like I always feel like I grow from talking to each and every one of y'all. You know. Um, and, and uh, just spiritually, you know what I'm saying? Just y'all, like 151 said about being big on energy, man. It's something about each of y'all that, uh, you know, your energy feeds me, and I appreciate it. And that's why, you know, I always try to have y'all around as much as possible. I know, you know, between work and, and shows and stuff that we do, it's not always possible. But um, anytime I can get, you know, all of y'all together, it's, it's always a dope situation. I appreciate each and every one of y'all for real, man. Um, and even you, Mike. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, before I go, uh, one five one, real quick. Uh, where can they look at uh, at the bar radio? Um, we catch it on the uh, at the bar Facebook page and catch it on my page. Then catch it on Twitch, which I'm really never on, but it broadcasts on Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, also. So the easiest place is probably to catch it on the YouTube because Facebook likes to censor because I play. I play independent hip hop and um, and then I play videos and stuff like that. 
So Facebook has, they every now and then they'll be like, 16 minutes of your three hour show will, ha, has been muted, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. They little algorithms. <laughs> yeah, no. So the best place to actually catch it is on YouTube. Okay. okay. Cool, cool. At the bar radio, man. It's hilarious. Him, excuse me, Lady Antoinette and, and CP3, hilarious uh, group of people. It's always fun. They talk about interesting stuff too. Uh, great topics, great guests. They play, like you said, they play videos. Um, of uh, local artists, play music for local artists, and just give them a platform to shine in between all of the craziness that they have going on. So it's a great show. Y'all check it out when you get a chance. Um, Mike, you look like you want to say something. What's up? I'm looking at your background, David. That mattress, like like a piano. What's going on? Well, it's a lot going on. I wanted to make sure that the picture was as, as sharp as it could possibly be. So I lost the. I got rid of the background that I used to have and just let it be. You know, because the picture is a little more sharper. But anyway, um, I'm glad. Thank you for having me explain that on the show. But anyway, <laughs> talk about this anytime, later, tomorrow. But anyway. <laughs> you can polish your shadow in the background. Was really anyway, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been another episode of the Neighbors Livecast. We'll be back next week with more information, more education, more fun. We'll probably do the men panel next week. I'm going to holler at you. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get it popped. So I'll let you guys know. Uh, no, 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 no. Boss ladies, we do a men's panel. What's the topic going to be? Give us, give us some topics. Um, I don't know. He came. Sean said that. Well, I think now he's saying like from a women's from a woman's point of view. No, what no, 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 no. They let her. Let, she said she'll no, no. She raised her hand to speak now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think of something. I know that. I know that. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with more information, more education, more great interviews, and more fun. Y'all have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. And peace. Ciao.